what's up? It's your girl Chai, and you are tuned in to a new episode of Chai Chat. I know that it's been a minute, but you guys, <laughs> I know it's been a long minute. It's been more like an hour, but it's just been so much going on. And I also was in a place of just wanting to be silent, wanting to just observe and uh, assess and reassess and I don't know, but you know, now that I think about it, it's just, I've really been just craving silence and not really speaking on so much that has been going on. Um, Truthfully, a part of that is due to just feeling overwhelmed and feeling like, you know, no one's listening and no one cares about things that they should care about you know, just basic humanity and things of like that. And I just, it just been really bothering me, you know. I think it started when there was a formula shortage and just seeing how, you know, the general population just did not really care enough and did not see the seriousness of this. And it really, really bothered me. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a child of the age where he did not need formula anymore. He was eating, you know, table food. He's eating table food now. He's older. So during the time of the shortage, um, I think he was like 10 months, 11 months. And we had already been weaning him off of, uh, I don't know why I said we, I have already been weaning him off and his daycare was in agreement. Um, So they were already introducing him to, you know, table food and, you know, just all sorts of stuff. And so I was just one of the fortunate ones where I didn't have to go through, you know, the anxiety, the panic and and things like that. I really, truly didn't know what to do. I, I stopped breastfeeding when he was like two months old. So I didn't have any breast milk to donate. I didn't have, I had no like sources of people who had a stash of formula or whatever my stash had gone expired it had expired I'm sorry and so you know I just I felt helpless to help others and it really bothered me that you know I I just felt like I, I should be doing something and I think that's also been a general theme for me as well I feel like I should be doing something more outside of my family outside of myself just trying to be a better person, trying to contribute some good into the world in, in, in real actionable ways. And I still haven't found a solution. You know, I've been looking into volunteer opportunities and I try to donate to charities when I can. Um, but that's a whole other situation too. You know, we are in an unofficial, unnamed inflation, recession, crisis, and my household felt the squeeze um, with the gas prices increasing the way that it did, with um, just the, the prices going up in groceries. And you know what's crazy is that months prior to all of this, I have been coming across like TikTok videos and YouTube videos where farmers were saying that this was going to happen, like food was going to increase in price. And this was why. It's starting from the farms themselves, starting from the growers themselves. They were saying that they, you know, were experiencing these price hikes and that it's going to trickle down into the grocery stores. It's going to trickle down into the households of, you know, people. So 
to see that coming to fruition, um, you know, it's, it's scary. I feel like we're living in scary times. And to see these diseases that have been popping out and just going going rampant. And again, it brings me back to years ago and how for years people kept saying, hey, diseases are getting stronger. Viruses are getting stronger. Um, they're getting more resistant to antibiotics and treatment. And we're going to see outbreaks. We're going to see epidemics and pandemics and such. And guess what happened? It came into fruition. And so, you know, just hearing this, reading this, and seeing it, living it, experiencing it, the the worst is yet to come. So yeah, that's part of the reason why I've gone like radio silent for a bit, because I'm like, I'm low-key freaking out, and I'm low-key trying to plan and and figure things out, and just get spiritually in line, and find some peace, and um, look, y'all, y'all already know the deal, I'm, I'm in the army, I gotta go through this, uh, checkpoint so just a just a brief moment sorry for the ghettoness but you know what it is hello i'm doing okay how are you i'm sorry got to take it out thank you you too okay anyway um so yeah, I don't mean to uh, put this energy out there, the panic energy or you know anything like that. I'm just letting you guys know a few of the major things that has been on my mind and why I've been uh, silent. But um, yes, I've <laughs> I've also been living life to the best of my ability. I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode, but I am in therapy and. Um, at first, I, I feel like I was resistant to therapy and I was kind of uh, taking control out of my therapist's hands and just, you know, basically <laughs> doing my own therapy in our sessions and then saying, okay, I got to go, bye. That's pretty much how it's been. And um, I came to terms with the fact that I have control issues, especially when it comes to um, me relinquishing control that would mean that I would have to be vulnerable in this situation. I would have to take the back seat in this situation. So I had to really come to grips with that and just how it has manifested in my life. And the fact that it manifested through therapy, yeah, that's when I said, you know what, I need to let her do her job. So one day during the session, I was like, hey, I'm really struggling with some attachment issues. I'm struggling with uh, how to deal with my... Um, implosive anger and lashing out at my loved ones and I really don't want to be this person so I need help I need tools I need strategies and so um I think she finally was appreciative of the fact like oh okay she's gonna let me do my job now (laughs) um so it was a good session after that and she gave me some really helpful tips and just kind of saw kind of helped me see things in a different perspective And I really, really struggle with, you know, receiving help from people, asking for help. And it it contributes to my implosive anger because I take all this stuff in. I get impatient. I don't have time for myself. I, um, I feel like I'm the only person that has my back and stuff. And it's like, no, that's not true, Chai. Like, 
there are people who care about you. There are people who love you. There are people in your corner. There are people who are here to help you, but you have to not only accept their help, but accept their help for what it is because there's only one you and they can't do things like how you do it. And that doesn't make them incapable. That doesn't make them less than or whatever. And so I had to, you know, really have these hard talks with myself and I'm still a work in progress just because I faced it. The, fe- the elephant in the room doesn't mean like, oh, I'm cured. It's, it's, a, it's a journey. Therapy is something that it, in order for it to be effective, you have to be accountable and you have to be brave and, and sit in your truth and sit in all of it. The ugly, the good, the bad, and, and just really just try to come up with the ways to just, you know, take steps towards being better. And, and it, it just all starts with acknowledgement. And truth be told, that's the hardest step, I feel like is acknowledging like, oh, I'm not perfect. I'm not always the good guy. Sometimes I'm the villain and sometimes I can be a complete asshole. And that was hard. That was a really tough pill for me to swallow. Um, because I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was one of those who in my brain, I'm like, why does this keep happening to me? I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. You know, and I always thought I, I took accountability for things, but I really didn't. I really struggled with owning my shit and owning the fact that, you know, I could have done things a lot better in my past relationships. I probably most likely definitely did push that person away or push them towards resenting me because I am a perfectionist and I expected perfectionism from them. And when I didn't get that from them, I judged them and I made them, I belittled them. That was hard for me um, to, to accept, but I feel relief that I can, I can sit in this truth. I can own it. I can get help for it because my main purpose in life is to be a better person, especially for my son. I don't want my son to have a toxic mother. So that requires me to, you know, face some of my toxicity on some of it, hopefully all of it and try to do the work. And so, um, I I realize that therapy is a luxury. Um, Not everyone can afford therapy. Not everyone has the time for therapy, even if they could afford it. But if you have the time, if you can afford it, I highly, highly encourage you to prioritize your mental health. Unfortunately, in my line of work, I know far too many people who died, who unalived themselves. And... I, you know, some of them were in therapy, some of them weren't. Um, I know I have a really, a person close to me who said that he doesn't feel like therapists really, like, care about treating him. Um, he feels like they just do a job and, and that's it. And, um, I told him or I wanted to tell him, I can't remember. It was quite a while ago when we had this conversation. But I wanted to tell him, like, yeah, they do have a job. Their job is to, you know, be this these, this person. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that they're, they, they're not here to help, that their services won't help. And I think that you should just um, accept that for what it is and let them do their jobs. Trust me, I had the same skepticism. I had the same hesitation 
um, I'm the type of person, like, look, if you're not real, stay away from me. If you're not authentic, stay away from me. But I had to accept the fact that, you know what, they do have a job. They went to school for this job. Uh, they went, They have the tools for this job. And I need to let them do their job and stop having this arrogant, oh, well, you, you don't really care about me. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not their job to care about you. They don't know you. However, um, they have the tools that we need. They have the services that that we need and we should let them render those services and and let that be that so um yeah that has been basically um the major themes that have been going on in my life um not to spill my own tea too too much or whatever but i have started dating again i'm, I'm dating someone else and it's going great um the thing I appreciate appreciate about this new dating experience is, is the honesty, the transparency, and the uh, the comfortability to just be myself and how easy it is. And and um, you know sometimes honesty is it sucks, but if you you're honest with compassion and, and with tact, um, it, it feels a hell of a lot better than being lied to and, and being you know, un disillusioned and whatever. So, uh, that, that's just something I really appreciate about this new, uh, relationship that I've, I'm in and fingers crossed guys. Hope it works. <laughs> um, what else? I do want to talk about, okay. So we talked about Kanye and Kim and their whole situation. Well, Kim and Pete, who was her boyfriend of nine months, have called it quits. And so I do want to kind of do, I want to have a conversation about that. And just, you know, her business is her business. We don't know. We truly don't know what caused this breakup. It could be anything, you know. I'm the type of person like, look, I don't give a damn if we started dating, if we dated 10 years or whatever. Like, if it's done, it's done. You know, but um, I just wanted to have a conversation about it just from the perspective of her being, you know, in pop culture and, and just the things that her and her family do. It's just really insane. Like, Chloe having that baby with Tristan via sur surrogacy, it's like, huh? It's like, it's just, I try not to judge people. I try not to throw stones because if somebody's looking at my life, they can easily do the same thing that I just did. Like, huh? Girl, what? But I'm not a public figure. You know what I'm saying? I recognize that we're all humans and such like that. But what gets me about these people is that they are public figures and they do the most craziest shit on front street and we're all supposed to just pretend like that's not fucking crazy what they did that's what gets me about these people so i do i do want to talk about that i also want to talk about um and i've been saying this for the past three episodes i i do want to talk about some of the conspiracies surrounding you know the music industry and you know not just the illuminati uh conspiracies but just in general the conspiracies of how these music artists contracts come about um i don't know if y'all ever heard about the fact that 
well, not the fact. Allegedly, some of these artists get in shitty contracts because when they were pre-negotiating these contracts, they were with label heads, partying or whatever, and they were on tape doing some salacious shit that could completely wipe out their entire career and, you know, just damage their reputation, their image, and, and probably their families because of how fucking crazy these parties are. Um, and it's caught on tape. And so they use that as leverage for these contracts to get these artists into these shitty contracts where they're basically music slaves and they're making these labels millions upon millions upon millions of dollars but getting so very little in return and it keeps happening to these artists over and over again and people keep wondering like why does this keep happening so um i do want to have a deep dive on that because i'm not i'm not the type of person that just if it's a conspiracy i automatically believe it but i am the type of person that i wholeheartedly think that we that there's a shadow society, a shadow government, a shadow uh, component of the entertainment industry that we, as regular civilians, we aren't really privy to. And it's because of their wealth and their status and the thing and the access that that allows that, of course, we're not going to be able to access that information and to be privy to, you know, just how dark it gets. But these stars that come out with uh you know these exposés or these books or they say some outlandish things in an interview or whatever it's coming from somewhere and so I do want to do a deep dive and just kind of talk about that and I know I've been saying that for the past three videos trust me I'm getting my notes together um I just wanted to be cohesive. I wanted to make sense because some of these conspiracies, they are out there. And, and for somebody who's gullible and listening, they're going to think I'm fucking crazy. But um, I, I think there's some truth to a lot of what's being said, a lot of what's being labeled as conspiracy. I mean, just recently, uh, this Nickelodeon star, Jeanette McGurdy, I know that's not her name. It's something similar to that. She used to star in that Nickelodeon show uh, with Ariana Grande. And she, um, out of nowhere, like years ago, just stopped acting. And we all thought, like, oh, she was going to, you know, be in the entertainment industry like everybody else is. But she didn't want any parts to it. So she recently wrote a book called I'm Glad My Mother Died. And she revealed that she was exploited not only not only was she exploited by the industry but she was abused by her mother in very just horrific ways uh very damaging ways and you can see you can see it in her face you can feel it on her uh the you know the the devastation of that abuse and that exploitation and and she's not the only one and there's been so many child stars that have come out and said there were things that were done to us. There were things that we were exposed to that should have never happened. And I feel like we have to address the elephant in the room. We can't keep acting like these people are crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, they're full of shit. Like these things are coming from somewhere. These conspiracy theories, they're coming from somewhere. When you look at the movies, when you look at you know what? I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Again, I'm going to do a deep dive. I'm going to do a deep dive. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming, guys. Um, What else? What else has been going on? Oh, my God. Beyonce's album. I have to give you a review. I listen to it. I play it every day. So y'all already know I love it. But I want to get I want to not only give a review, but I want to give a discussion about um, 
just where where she is in this in this current uh, pop culture landscape and and some of the public's reactions to break my soul when it first dropped and and um yeah just you know what's in store i'm not gonna lie to you i was not expecting this from beyonce this i was expecting more of a croony r&b type sound but she was like no and so um we're gonna talk about that as well i want to talk about Nicki minaj's fifth era there's a lot of interesting things happening um there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of interesting things including when that person anonymously posted on instagram or twitter all of these you know things about Nicki minaj um all these allegations and so some of it was you know it sounded legit others was like okay pulling out your ass but what's the motive is it to sabotage her fifth era because it seems like Nicki minaj is she got a lot of wheels turning ball rolling with this era and it might just be her uh magnum opus uh, no you know what i I forgot how to say the word, so you know what I mean. It might be the 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 top tier uh, project of her career. We'll see. Um, who else? Megan Thee Stallion. I want to talk about her new album that's in the works, Traumazine. I hate that name. Uh, I just want to talk about this era and just kind of address, you know, how I feel about it. This rollout that she's been doing. Um, Cardi, I want to talk about Cardi and how her her uh, single hot shit was kind of a disappointment and uh, just trying to figure out where she is right now and, and how is she fitting in with uh, the current pop girls. I do want to definitely talk about the city girls. There's a lot to unpack with the city girls as of late. So yeah, there's a lot going on. Like I said, I haven't been completely cut off of everything that's been happening. I've just been silent and just watching and just you know getting my thoughts together and i just wanted to use this video to check in with you guys let you know i'm still around chai chat is still a thing um i see that people are listening to you know they're somehow stumbling across my podcast because i don't advertise it i don't promote it so um if you are still listening or if you're a new listener welcome thank you sometimes i come off like i'm rambling other times it's a lot more cohesive most times i'm on my way to work or coming from work or whatever i'm in the military so my hours are crazy you you sometimes hear me uh talking to gate guards or you know i gotta keep it cool if you know i say mp driving by or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um you're gonna get all of that it's raw I don't got time to edit. Sorry. This is this is what it is for now. Um, and then on a personal note, I do want to talk about, you know, some of my um, realizations, other realizations when it comes to nutrition, fitness, uh, getting older. I'm seeing a lot more gray hair. I'm seeing a lot more. I'm feeling a lot more acid reflux. You know what I'm saying? So I do want to talk about that. Just keep it real with y'all. Um, baby and I are doing great. We're in a much better place. And, um, at the end of the day, I, I truly pray for a better world. I truly pray that one day we wake up and we just start treating each other better and we start making this a safer place. And, and, um, I, I really hope that if you're a good person, a truly good person, that you get all that you, you desire and dream for as long as it's good and it's good for you and good for the universe. And um, I truly hope you have a great day. And I will see, I will see, I will talk to you 
at another time. Until then, thanks for stopping by for Chai Chat. Bye.